Let's get to our next guest on the show. So this guy, he's one of our favourites. We absolutely love him. I think we started following him in the very early days of the Toyota 86 series. And what a career he's had since then. He's won at some of the biggest venues in Australia, including Mount Panorama. He had a clean sweep one time in Newcastle. Then he switches to the TCR Australia series. He also drove a space-age type car, the LMP3 car, and he finished on the, finished on the podium in that event as well. And now... He's off to the Porsche Carrera Cup. Lightning Luke King, good morning, mate. Congratulations on the new move. Hello, boys. I feel like I uh, should be saying hello in, in German or something like that, but I, I haven't got uh, as well acquainted with the, the Porsche as I'd like uh, just yet, but um, I'm sure that'll, that'll come throughout the year. <laughs> yeah. How did this all come about? Because a couple of years in the TCR Australia Series where you know, you're doing an outstanding job and finishing on the podium, but... Uh, where did the Porsche opportunity come from? Well, I think um, TCR has been a, a great category. And as you know, I'm a big fan of, of the whole touring car scene. And I think TCR has got a lot of potential. But um, the, the big thing for, for us and our sponsors was that we wanted to to have, you know, a bit more fan engagement. Um, you know, the, the Porsche Carrera Cup are on all the biggest events of the year. You know, we our first round is at the Formula One in, in two weeks' time. So... Um, you know, we go to all the big supercar events as well, Bathurst, Gold Coast, that sort of thing. And for us, um, some of our sponsors are a very high-end brand. And so it sort of just made sense for us to, to come up with a branding partnership with Porsche. And uh, things, that, as they do with, with sport, they kind of just, um, you stress about it for weeks on end or months on end uh, with this particular one and uh, and it all just falls in, into place and, and, and works. So uh, we've done a deal with uh, Wall Racing who are a very successful team based out of Western Sydney. Uh, David Wall, ex-supercar driver, he's won the Porsche Carrera Cup Championship back in 2018 um, and they've finished in the top five in, in every championship ever since. So... Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going into a team with a, a lot of great pedigree. Uh, Dave's driving with us this year, so we're a, what they call a two-car pro team. Um, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to take some wall racing one-twos and uh, impress the, uh, the Porsche paddock. Hey, Luke, Gary Birkinshaw here, mate. Congratulations. Great announcement. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Carrera Cup? It's a pretty historic event. And also, who will be your greatest challenges on that, um, on that circuit? Yeah, so uh, the Porsche Carrera Cup, uh, I believe, started back in the early 2000s, and it's always supported the, the supercars. Um, it's, it came from uh, over in, in Europe. So basically, uh, the Porsche Super Cup, um, as it's known, has you know supported the Grand Prix, and, and Porsche have always been a major partner of the, the Formula One uh, from a global standpoint. So, you know, guys like <clears throat> Mika Hakkinen, um, who were who were coming through the ranks of uh, of Formula Two and Formula Three thousand back in the nineties actually raced in the Porsche Super Cup um, at places like Monaco. So the the Porsche Carrera Cup has had this long history of, of motorsport and obviously is probably the most recognisable sports car brand in in the world. Um, and they've just slowly developed this amazing Porsche uh, Carrera Cup car over the years to. The, the point now, we've got what they call the Porsche Type 992, which is an absolute beast of a race car. It's uh, 530 horsepower, um, big aerodynamics on it. It's a, it's a very big-bodied car. Um, it's quite wide. It's got 
huge Michelin tyres on it, big big rubber. So it's a uh, it's a proper race car, and uh, yeah, I spent two days testing at the bend recently, and uh, it was uh, it was a lot of car to try and hang on to uh, down there. So the um, <clears throat> there's a lot of competition coming into Carrera Cup this year. It's always been a very competitive championship, but uh, we had uh, Larry and Ford, I believe his name is. He's the two-time Super Cup champion, so basically Porsche's world champion. Uh, he was down at Adelaide testing with Earl Bamba Motorsport last weekend. Um, you've got guys like David Wall, as I mentioned, uh, Dale, Dale Wood, who's the next supercar driver, David Russell, who drives the Erebus in, in the supercars. Um, you've got a, a lot of those stalwarts of the supercar series that use Carrera Cup as their, their main championship to keep their eye in. Um, plus a lot of young uh, people coming into the scene as well who have stepped up the Porsche ranks. So um, it's going to be over over 30 cars there uh, throughout the season for an eight-round championship, and uh, there's, uh, there's certainly going to be a lot of contenders. Hey, Luke, I love some of the footage that you released on your social media pages, Luke King Racing. Can you just tell our audience, so you mentioned some of the dyna or specifics of the Porsche, how does that differ to the Toyota 86 and also the TCR cars, the Audi and the Hyundai that you were driving? Uh, I think with with a, when you're starting to get up to these levels of race car, it's a bit like that LMP3 car that you mentioned, Steve, that I drove over in China. You, they're, they're extracting a lot of performance out of the tyre and the, and the braking package. So things are things are changing uh, all, all the time when you're out on track. So you're constantly having to adjust your driving style and you know things like brake bias inside the car to be able to I suppose adapt to the amount of wear and tear that the car is putting into the tire and the brake package. Whereas something like the Toyota 86, you can just go out and two laps consistently and, and not too much changes. You can you can rely on the tire to always have a certain amount of grip and the brake package to basically always pull you up in the in the same way that it always does. But, um, you know, you'll you'll notice if you ever watch a, a supercars event, you'll see guys like Shane Van Gisbergen constantly adjusting bars in the, in the car and making changes as he goes. And that's to adapt to what he's feeling underneath him as he goes through, throughout the race. And we're, we're doing that in the Porsche as well. Um, the, the big difference with the Porsche is that you're adjusting more from a, a driver's perspective. So I have to change the way that I, you know, how aggressively I brake or, or how much I ask from the tyre to try and, like, really maximise the performance because we don't have as much... As, uh, we don't have as much ability to change things inside the car as, as say, a supercar does. Hey, Luke, one of your specialties is being a, an outstanding street circuit driver. Do you feel like you'll be the same in the Porsche? I hope so, mate, because there's a lot of street circuits on the calendar. Um, we've got the Grand Prix, uh, Albert Park, is technically a street circuit. We go to Townsville, we go Gold Coast 500 and the Adelaide 500 this year. So, um, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed my time in, in the Porsche at the Ben Motorsport Park for our test day. And it's, it's one of those cars where you, you have to give it respect, but... Once you start to get to know it, you can also kind of grab it by the scruff of the neck and, and make it do things, and you can you can kind of force it to do what you want it to do to a, a certain extent, and that's kind of that's really what you need to do around a street circuit. You need to you, you need to put it over the curbs. You need to be committed. You need to go right up to to the fence on either side of the track and use up as much 
space on the circuit as possible. So I think um, as we get to know this uh, this Carrera Cup car this year, we'll be uh, we'll be in good stead for the street circuits. And mate, I'm I'm looking forward to it. The atmosphere at a street circuit always makes me go faster. How exciting is it going to be, Luke, to to make your debut at the Australian Grand Prix, one of the one of the big events in Australia? Well, mate, I, I can't tell you how excited I am because, believe it or not, Gaz, I, I actually I've never been to a Grand Prix, so. The first time I'm actually going to a Formula One event will be when I'm racing there. Um, usually, usually the Australian Grand Prix is, is at a time of year where Dad and I have, you know, been working on our, on our own cars and our own race team, getting ready for the series, or you know, trying to save our budget so that uh, so that we can, you know, go and do what we need to do. Um, so we've just never really been able to get down to the Formula One. So. Uh, yeah, it's pre- pretty amazing to think that we've we've never been there before, and uh, the first time we'll be racing a Carrera Cup there and sharing the track with guys like Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso and, and heroes who I've looked up to, um, you know, as I've grown up as a driver. Yeah, when you said you had a scoop, I actually thought you might be a commentator at the Formula One because no. you've been identified, you've won social media awards for the way you promote the sport, and I really thought that maybe you'd landed a, a, a gig in pit row. Luke, I just want to ask you, we saw just some unbelievable scenes, not just in the supercars in Newcastle, but also some of the support categories where there was absolute carnage last weekend. Give us your thoughts on Newcastle. Yeah, chaos, mate. I mean, there's the, the obvious headlines about Shane Van Gisbergen and, and everything that happened with Red Bull um, throughout the, the weekend from from both their cars getting disqualified from the one-two on Saturday to, to Shane and Chaz having that tangle, and then and then Shane, you know, not wanting to answer um, co- uh, questions in, in the press conferences. But um, I suppose you know, glossing over all of that when you when you look at, at Newcastle as a street circuit. When, when I raced the '86 series there, it was it's a great little circuit for for those cars. It's quite tight. It's twisty. There's not not a lot of room. So in a Toyota 86, you know you you're on the throttle for a lot of the lap because you're not actually moving from corner to corner as quickly. Whereas for for some of these faster categories like supercars, super two, there it's it's actually quite a stop start track and it's not as doesn't have as much flow as as you probably like for those high horsepower cars. So they kind of inevitably have these awkward moments through through the corners where the cars are kind of getting kind of choked up. Is it like it's, it's more of an opportunity for a traffic jam to start happening? And, you know, as soon as one person makes a mistake through some of those blind corners or that, like, little staircase section down near the bath there, um, you, you just can't see what, what the next car is around the corner. And if someone's stuck their nose in the fence and you happen to be the unfortunate person that arrives on the scene, you'll you'll see that big nose-to-tail pile-up stuff happening like we saw in, in Super 2. And um, I saw some really unfortunate stuff happening with the, the Aussie racing cars as well. Um, and I was, I was happy to see that all of those drivers got out of those incidents okay. Um, but I, I have heard that there was a... Well, from some of the drivers that I've seen talking on social media, they were saying that there was a bit of uh, a lack of urgency on, on some of the caution flags um, to, that didn't come out probably as early as, as they needed to, which which can, in the marshal's defence, it can be tricky at, at places like a, a street circuit where you can't see the next flag point. 
Um, so they're obviously endeavouring to always do their best. But um, I think that some of the drivers felt like they didn't have enough of a heads up that there was an incident um, coming around the corner and all of a sudden they arrive at 150 k's and there's, uh, there's only so much you can do by jumping on the brake pedal. Yeah, the Aussie, that Aussie category... That was absolute yeah, carnage. I've, I've never seen. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, you know, there was like yeah. six, seven, eight cars involved, and one of them actually rolled. Uh, so you're exactly yeah. right. Lucky they walked away unscathed. Luca, congratulations again, mate. Can't wait to see you race in a new category. And if you continue on the same trajectory, no doubt we'll see you on the podium at some stage in the Porsche Carrera Cup. Thanks again for your time. Absolutely. Thanks, boys. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the golf club and uh, enjoy the Formula One this weekend. I uh, hopefully Alonso can uh, get one up over Max Verstappen.